Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh boy, it's a new day, it's a new time, and I am covered in dog slobber and dog hair. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of The Game Changer. I am indeed Nate the effing great. I'm being joined by the ever so lovely, talented, and very victorious, if I may be pun-filled, the one and only Victory Bell. How's you doing this morning? I'm good, how are you? Doing pretty good, a little sore, but when you move around from place to place, you can expect that to happen, so... But, guys, we're doing something very interesting with this show. We're going to be talking about a lot of people's favorite movies, including myself. Definitely within the top, I don't know if I would say top ten, but it's definitely high up there. That being Willy Wonka, or as some people know it as Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And, honestly, you guys, going into this, I did want to talk about the recent rumors and a lot of speculation that's been going on with the the reboot or the remake that they're planning but we'll get more into that a little bit later but I feel like we need to give a little bit of backstory as to you know what the story entailed what happened with these movies were they good were they bad were they passable were they failures were they to everybody's expectations or were they just wow just facepalm so hard it's just bad but getting to that a little bit later on so I remember as a kid, I actually was told to read the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory version, and from what I read, it was still pretty good. I definitely can understand why back in the day, in actually this came out in 1964, and it was written by, I have to get the name right, because I don't want anybody in there, and I apologize for butchering it, it was by a, uh, Roald Dahl, who created this novel, British novelist, I should also say, and a lot of people really loved his work. They loved how it was just kind of one of those things that takes you on this kind of adventure, it takes you on this kind of journey, and what happened about seven years later? Well, they took that movie and they they took that and they changed it into a full-length movie. Uh, I will also say this, that there was actually a sequel to that one, and the sequel to the uh, original book. And honestly, reading the plotline, it's an interesting story. It's one of those things where it's like, wow, uh, this is basically the imagination going into a different area. Honestly, check it out. The sequel is actually called Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. And it actually takes a little bit more of a science fiction kind of side to it. So definitely go check that out if you had a chance. Go read it. Uh, But we're not here to talk about space and stuff like that, because I think we've already talked about that enough. Honestly, 
I think we probably dr- drilled space into everybody's ears with our talks of Infinity War and Guardians of the Galaxies. So we'll try to keep it a little more down to earth if we can. So, like I said, 1971, we got the musical fantasy family film known as Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Gosh, help me, what can I say about this movie? Honestly, jeez. It's really good, and it's one of those things that it just stands the test of time. It's really very well done. The first thing you see is just chocolate being made, and the music just makes it so majestic and so fun-filled that you kind of don't feel bored watching it. I know a lot of times there's probably field trips and everything like that where they watch you know, either candy or plastic or something like that being made, and it's just like, oh, this is so boring. In the beginning of Willy Wonka, you're seeing candy being made, and it's just almost like this majestic deal, like you're just looking out into a beautiful, um, maj- majestic uh, forest forest land, and it's so well done. And, of course, this goes into the story, which I think it's only fair that I've talked a little bit enough about this. Uh, Miss Victory Bell, why don't you indulge our viewers onto what exactly is the story of Willy Wonka and eventually what would be known as Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, so, yeah, I will do my best. I know you're a much bigger fan than I am. Uh, so basically it's about this boy who I think he's very poor and he lives with his his whole family lives in one small home. I don't think he's an orphan, but yeah, he's poor. His whole family lives in this one home, and this very rich chocolate maker known as Willy Wonka decides to finally open up his secret laboratory, a.k.a. factory, um, where he makes all of the good treats that everybody loves. Um I'm, I'm thinking it's in the United States, kind of, but we never really know where this place is. I don't think. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think I know where this place is. But, um, so he gives out golden tickets with his chocolate bars, and if you get a golden ticket, you get to bring one other person to the factory, and all the golden tickets go out, and Charlie sadly never won one. It was so upsetting, and he really did try. And then finally, they were like, "Oh, it was a fake. There was a fake one. So there's one still out." And Charlie gets one chocolate from a store. He opens it, and he got the golden ticket. <laughs> And he's running home, and this scene always reminds me of Family Guy, because they made fun of this so hard. Like, he's running home, he's running home, oh, he falls! (laughs) 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 Family Guy obviously loved Willy Wonka, too, but instead of chocolate, it's beer. Um, But yeah, so then Charlie takes his grandpa and they go to the chocolate factory and I think you could take it from here if you'd like. (laughs) Yeah, so a lot of these tickets that were passed out and, you know, hidden in these chocolate bars actually went all around the world. They didn't just go into one rural area that they were in. Uh, In the Charlie version, they actually made it more that they were located in, like, I guess, Britain or somewhere in the U.K., 
But throughout both movies, they definitely talk about how where a lot of these you know tickets went went to, or they where they wound up being found. Uh, there was Augustus Gloop who found one, which was someone that lived in Germany. Uh, Veruca Salt, who I'm kind of questioning whether she was. Uh, I, th- I think that she she was also British as well, so that was kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, so not too far from home. Uh, Violet Beauregard, who was in the United States, as well as Mike TV, who was also in the United States. And all of these kids wind up, as uh, Tori was saying, they end up going to the factory. And this is where we, of course, meet the incomparable Willy Wonka, and he takes them on this just wonderful journey throughout the chocolate factory starts with, you know, just some fun-filled stuff, just chocolate room where anything is edible, eatable, you can eat anything, in his words, not mine. Just absolutely a wonderland, especially if you were a kid and you just loved eating candy. It was just absolutely beautiful. And, of course, along the way, each of the kids are either tested or eliminated one by one because they are coaxed into something that they really love or just something that piques their interest. And then at the end, it boils down to Charlie being the only one left. Now, dur- during that time, it seemed the- during this entire deal is that one lucky one of these five was going to get a lifetime supply of chocolate. And at the end of the tour, basically, they're told, you know, oh, okay, well, here's the exit. Just make your way out. And it was one of those things where you're kind of confused at the end where it's like, what, what, weren't they supposed to get something here? And, of course, Grandpa Joe, he walked, he's just saying, like, okay, hold on, I think we need to have a conversation with Willy Wonka. He asked him, you know, when does he get the Lifetime Chocolate? And Wonka just goes on this outrage where he's talking about how when they first came on, they signed a contract that basically stated all this random miscellaneous stuff, and then basically he just gets mad at them for breaking rules. And I remember this iconic line, and I remember watching it this morning, of Willy Wonka. Gene Wilder plays this so well, where he just says, You lose! Good day, sir! And in the in the end, we also see Charlie basically do an act of random kindness, because during this tour, they get introduced to an everlasting gobstopper, which, to no way surprise, there was people that were out to get this. One of the notable ones was Slugworth who basically enticed all the kids, including Charlie, for saying, hey, I'll give you all this money, this will help you get through life, just remember to bring me an everlasting gobstopper. So Charlie had that choice to take the everlasting gobstopper, give to Slugworth, everything would be fine, but then Charlie decides to leave the gobstopper with Willy Wonka, and of course, Wonka, he's just elated, he's happy, he's saying, you won, you made a selfless act, and that eventually evolves into him, giving the entire chocolate factory to Charlie. Now, of course, in the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory version, that's not at all what we got. I mean, still, everything is just about the same, but towards the end, it was just one of those things where Willy Wonka says, like, oh, you'll get the factory, but you it's just you. You can't bring your family along, which kind of takes it in a very weird direction because in the book, they had... The entire family go with Willy Wonka and with Charlie back to the factory. Uh, in the movie, they ha- basically, Charlie asks, you know, can I bring the family along? And Wonka's just like, of course you can. In this one, of course, 
Wonka has daddy issues, so therefore this created a weird conflict in which dad, in which Wonka had to confront his dad, and then finally has appreciation for parents and for family, and oh my god, what is my life with this movie? Oh, oh. Um, okay, so let's start off with maybe some of the positive things that we take from both the Willy Wonka version and the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory version. I know some people will say that it's a little hard to do, but in all honesty, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory one is more closer to the book than the Willy Wonka version is from what a lot of people did. I mean, I think the main thing I noticed with the Willy Wonka version is that the main thing they changed was the squirrel scene. Instead of there being squirrels testing out nuts and whatnot, it was golden gooses, and they had like a scale deal, whether it was a good egg, it's good, bad egg, it goes down the garbage chute and into the furnace and blah, 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 blah. I didn't see too much of a difference with that, but I think that's one of the reasons why people do still like the newer version of Willy Wonka, the Charlie version, but there is still some good to it, but at the same time we could just nitpick about the negatives, and honestly, we are going to talk about the biggest negative from that one, but... Honestly, though, Tori, what are some things that you remember positively about either Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Well, um, I kind of have to look this up real quick just to make sure I'm not lying. But okay. I'm almost for sure, didn't Tim Burton take part in one of these films, or am I lying? Nope, you are correct. He took the uh, reins for the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory one. So he's the one who gave us yep. the Johnny Depp version. Right, right. Um, and you said that one actually is more closely related to the book. That is from what a lot of people have definitely said. Even critics have definitely said that, yeah, this is more closer to the book. Interesting. Because, yeah, I mean, obviously, if we're just talking film-wise, like, one looks a lot brighter, one looks a lot darker, the tones are different, uh, one's a little creepier, you know? Like, obviously, the Tim Burton one is going to be creepier and darker and almost have this, like, overall, like, cold feeling. Like, I don't think I ever felt super warm during that movie. Like, and I say super warm as in, like, the screen, like, lighting up and being beautiful. Um, while in the Willy Wonka version, it just was always bright and happy. And Gene, I mean, Gene Wilder is just somebody who's going to be, like, bright and happy, even if he is playing kind of a weird character. Um, it just, he never made me feel uncomfortable. Well, the Johnny Depp Willy Wonka definitely makes you feel uncomfortable. He's almost like socially awkward in some way. The Willy Wonka that Johnny Depp played, or I felt. You know, it, it is really weird how Johnny Depp really played Willy Wonka in that one because you definitely can compare and contrast, you know, the differences between the way Gene Wilder portrayed him and the way that you know, Johnny Depp did them. And I think that one of the things I definitely noticed between the two of them is that with the Gene Wilder version, he kind of knew what he was doing. I mean, first glance, you don't really kind of notice that. Maybe people can look at that and just think like, oh, well, he's just kind of careless because he knows these kids are kind of bratty and kind of spoiled. But in the end, you kind of see how it all plays out. And it's one of those things where you're just like, well, 
maybe he planned that to be really have it be a test for each one of these kids where he's basically, you know, he is still kind of warning, saying, like, no, don't do not do this, don't do this. But he knows that there's not going to be stopping them once the wheel starts going. With the Johnny Depp version, it was weird. It was kind of one of those things where he, where it was like he knew it was going to happen, but it was like, oh, well, oops. Like, like he was legitimately shocked like it actually happened. And then, of course, when they drew out the solutions, it was just like, well, we could try this, we could try this. It's like, What? What, what exactly are you trying to... I, I don't understand your mindset here, except for the fact that, A, you have daddy issues, and B, like you said, you're socially awkward. That's that's all I'm getting out of this. Yeah. I, like, even, I just remember there were parts where he's just, like, smiling. And, like, staring and smiling. And you're like... Uh, <laughs> um, okay, dude. Uh, but the... I do have to say, uh, the Charlie in that one, which, um, I got to look up the actor's name, Charlie, the Charlie and the, uh, the young boy, yes, Freddie Highmore, who right now, I guess, if you're watching any uh, TV shows, he's the good doctor, he plays a, a doctor who has autism, um, I love this guy. I love Freddie Highmore. Um, he's been in a lot, a lot of more, a lot more things. Like, uh, he was, what was it? The Bates Hotel. So he was playing a serial killer, a younger serial killer, like before he, like whoever Bates, I'm not familiar with super or not superheroes. Oh my gosh. I almost call them superheroes. (laughs) I'm not familiar with serial killers. Oh, that was awful. Um, but one of them is Bates, and this tells, the Bates Motel tells the story of, like, a young serial killer living with his mom, and he plays that, and he plays it very, very well. Um, he's just been on a lot of things. Uh, Neverland, so he, he's been in a few things with Johnny Depp, I feel, before, um, but he's just a great actor, and he was just adorable, and so, like, like the Charlie you want. Like, I thought, I thought he did, like, if we're comparing the, like, who did what, I'm like, okay, Gene Wilder did a way better Willy Wonka for me. But I do have to say, Charlie was so, like, just, like, awestruck in by everything. Like, he just always thought he was a good kid, even when he did the, like, bad thing. Like, he took took something that he shouldn't, he owned up to it, and he's just, like, like, sincere. The actor just always seems so sincere and so innocent that you were just rooting for him. And I'm not saying the other guy didn't. I'm just saying he was more of a a happy-go-lucky kid, while this kid, you were like, this Charlie, he's been through some stuff. And he's he knows what he's doing. He's been through some stuff, but he hasn't, that that lifestyle and that negativity that he's been surrounded by, by not having the luxuries of other kids hasn't tainted his spirit. Like he's still a good person while the other Charlie, the first Charlie just always seemed very happy. And you were like, why are you so happy kid? (laughs) Like your life sucks. But, um, (laughs) but you know, that's kind of just how kids were displayed. Like, 
back in the day, I feel like that's kind of how, like, if you saw, what is it, with the twin movie? The Shining? No, uh, The Shining, that's, a, that's definitely a twin movie, too, but when they swap places, uh, it, that reminds me oh, of Oh, Parent Trap. Yes, thank you. Like, I, I, like, for some reason, like, all kids remind me of all those old movies, like... <laughs>
that small hero that you're rooting for, and you know, in the end, he wins the ticket. So I, I think that actually also goes into the next thing that I loved about this is actually something that I liked about both of these films was the kids. We talk about Charlie. Uh, for each of them, they also have their positives. Like both of them, I think both of their Augustus Gloops were pretty good. I mean, honestly, it's just a little kid who's just basically eating everything, which is still kind of the funniest and also the kind of most bizarre thing from the movie. Uh, Veruca Salt, I'm a little impartial. I like the original one better just because she is basically that spoiled brat where in the Charlie one, she's kind of more like a dignified spoiled brat where, you know, she's not going to be screaming. She's not going to be yelling. She's just kind of, you know, like, I want this now. I want this now. And then she'll get it. And then, of course, there's that scene where she's like, Daddy, I want another penny. I'm like, oh, gosh. This is like every parent's nightmare right here. She's dignified, but at the same time, she's spoiled. Uh, Violet is the one I actually really preferred in the uh, Charlie one because of the fact that she wasn't just some random gum chewer. She actually made the gum chewing like a competition for herself. And... She got recognized for it. She definitely was a competitive person, and that also reflects from her mom how competitive that she can be. I honestly loved that better than the, oh, geez, the car salesman dad that they had in the original Willy Wonka. That guy just, it's one of those things where you think of a po- cheesy politician back in the day. He fit that bill. Mike TV, I, I think I'd call it a wash. I think I kind of preferred the original one, but at the same time, the Charlie one is kind of more modern day where he's just, you know, thinking with his mind. He's consumed by video games. He's just one of those things where it's just like, you know, I want it, but, you know, this is stupid. It's like, okay, this is kind of what you would expect from a lot of modern day people. But I don't know. What, what, what did you think about the kids from both the movies? Yeah, I honestly think they all, like, the reboot or the new one really played the kids great. Like, they... they obviously watch the old ones that's how I feel I'm like they they didn't seem much different than me but I do I do remember Mike TV obviously having to tweak it a little bit to what kids are doing nowadays and like you said like I, I did like how he's like oh this is just dumb this is too easy like and like kids nowadays having that attitude and stuff obviously it's still but it's been now probably almost 10 years from that one but um but yeah I, I really liked I really liked all the kids. They all kind of had the exact same feel to me. I didn't feel much different in any way. Uh, their challenges were still great. You still learned something, and that was kind of the whole idea of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory of, was to teach not to be selfish, not to be greedy. It's almost like the deadly sins, and they're all out there. And you're like, oh, geez, like, don't do that, or you're going to turn into a giant blueberry <laughs> or something like that. and Or you're shrunk down, and now you're a mini of yourself and stuff like that. It was just a good story, and that's where, that's where I guess, my favorite and a lot of people's favorite characters, uh, the Oompa Loompas, come in. <laughs> the, the Oompa Loompas, I think, are a, a big difference in these two movies. Yes, yes, that we can agree on. <laughs> yeah, because the Oompa Loompas in the first one were um, obviously a, a 
different people. There were different people playing each one, and they were, uh, I don't know the PC term to say. Are they dwarves? Is that the PC? I don't know. Are there little people? Little yeah, people I th- is more of a PC way of saying it. Yeah, I, th- um, I think that's the PC way of saying it. So Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I, I don't want to ever yeah. offend anyone. No. But, um, but yeah, that for me, like, that was interesting. Like, they all had their own little costumes, and they, like, came out. And there were, I don't know how many there were, but there were at least a good ten. And I bet they even got more, because in some of the scenes in the first one, you're like, okay, there's a lot of Oompa Loompas here. And they're all singing, doing, like, the cool, like, different dance moves and stuff. And I'm I'm pretty sure, if my research is true, Deep Roy was the only Oompa Loompa in this one. Really? Uh, Deep Roy is an uh, Indian native, I believe. And oh, he is a small yeah. person. He's five... Five four, or not five four, four four. Um, he's been in a lot of different things, so um, I don't really know. I could bring it up. He's down and down, storage wars. Uh, I could bring up more stuff that he's been in, but he was the only one, and they just duplicated him over and over and over. <laughs> it was it was weird seeing that because it just literally felt like he just took one little person and just like cloned him over and over again and yeah. said, Hey, hey, these are my Oompa Loompas where at least with, you know, the original one you had, you know, some of different sizes, some of different facial expressions. They just it felt like, you know, each one of them had a different kind of personality to them where the Charlie one, it kinda of felt like they all had the same face. No disrespect to the actor, but it was just one of those things where it's like it kind of doesn't feel as special. I mean, hey, great, you can do that with CGI animation, but I don't know. It, it just did not feel like anything where it was like, oh, wow, look at all these things. Like, I think that one of the critics I listened to, he said, you know, when you think of Oompa Loompa, would you think of them as either this one from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or this one in Willy Wonka? And I remember thinking to myself, yeah, the Willy Wonka version, that's what I probably would think about as an Oompa Loompa. Somebody with, you know, orange skin, green hair, just, you know, back, just looking a little bit unique instead of the kind of person where it's just like, oh, maybe, you know, where, where are you from? Are you from, like, India or something like that? Or something? Yeah, <laughs> but, he's actually from Kenya, my bad. I okay, him. okay. I just wanted to correct myself because I, I thought he was from India. Uh, my bad. But, yeah, and a big thing that he's been in, uh, is Star Trek Beyond and just Star Trek, the new Star Trek movies. He was the little, like, like little dude that helps. It's not Scotty. It's the the guy who has to fix the ship all the time. Is that Scotty? I, I want to say it is Scotty because there's so many times where people make the joke about, you know, Scotty, fix the engines. I can't do it, Captain. I don't have the power. Yes, yes. So then it is Scotty. And he's the little, like, weird, weird dude that helps him out that is always just sitting there, like, shaking his head or something. He's like, you're no help at all. You're not <laughs> That's the guy. And he literally probably has to sit in makeup for a good seven hours to not say anything. <laughs> I, would, I would love if this was, like, after... You're coming out, coming out from being an open lumba. He's just doing that, and Scotty just says to him, "You're not helping." 
And he just says, forget this. I was in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, okay? Yes. <laughs> I was literally the only Oompa Loompa, and they just multiplied me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a way to save on Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get that. I totally understand that. Uh, and I, I bet they were, I think what I would think they were going for is they were their own, like, race of people, and this is their, the commonality they share, but, I mean, we all knew it's like, it's just the same guy over and over and over again. And I mean, some people could also make the, you know, same deal where they're saying, you know, well, yeah, yeah, but that's the same thing with the Oompalubas and Willy Wonka. It's like, yes, but... They don't all look exactly the same. They all look, you no, know, they different. Look, they definitely, you can definitely tell they're different people. <laughs> so, so that's kind of the point that we're getting across. Uh, one thing that really stood out to me uh, when I was doing my research, but also when I was thinking back at, you know, the differences between the two movies, was the factor or the fact that um, in the Willy Wonka version, Charlie's father is not in this, I don't even think they even mentioned, you know, what happened to him, whether, you know, did he die, did he leave, did something happen to him, but obviously in the Charlie one, his dad is there, he works at a toothpaste factory, then he gets replaced by machines, and he loses his job, but then he gets his job back, because apparently he knows how to fix a machine that knows how to do his job for him. It was a really weird story arc, I, I don't understand it, but... Uh, when I really thought about it, I thought to myself, okay, in the Willy Wonka version, Charlie doesn't have a dad, or does he really? Because this also ties into the Grandpa Joes, between the two of them, with the Grandpa Joe and Willy Wonka. I like him because of the fact that, yes, he is a bit of a, you know, he is a bit of a stingy guy, and he also can be a, you know, a bit of a stick in the mud sometimes, but also he tries his best to be kind of like that father figure to Charlie and it's really really kind of heartwarming when you think about it because of all the time that they spend together they have so many scenes where they talk to each other where Grandpa Joe talks about the factory where he actually brings up another walker bar and says hey we got one golden ticket left let's go find it now and then we have the uh, fizzy lifting scene where you know Charlie's having fun and then Grandpa Joe's having fun you really feel the connection between the two of them. It's almost like a father-son bond, even though, you know, it's Grandpa Joe. So it was kind of one of those things where it's like, I don't think Charlie needed a father in there because Grandpa Joe kind of acted like a dad himself. In the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory one, I look at Grandpa Joe in that one, and I hate to say this, and I know I'm going to sound mean, it just felt like Charlie took him just as kind of like a favor just because he worked at the factory. He worked with Willy Wonka, and it's really weird because... Throughout that, <laughs> throughout that movie, it kind of felt like he was just guiding, uh, you know, an elder ar around an area. It, it's almost like you know, taking somebody out of their retirement home or their home or out of their uh, uh, what do they call it again? Uh, well, maybe it is retirement homes, but just taking them out of their retirement home and just saying like, "Oh, hey, there's this all this cool stuff here," and you know, you can't do anything with them because he might break. You never know. But I just felt like with the original one, they at least tried to you know develop him a lot more where it's Grandpa Joe and the Charlie one he was just kind of there to be fair I, I don't know any other way to put it. it it was it was really weird because it was like okay well this ties into the original but then I was just like did he really serve that much of a 
purpose. I mean, there's nothing other than the fact that it's like, oh yeah, I used to work for the factory. And then he says to Willy Wonka, hey, I used to work here. And that's about it. It's like, is, can you can you add anything else to the story here? Or are you just, oh no, that's it? Uh, okay. I mean, I get it. I, I get it. There's a small tie-in, but he really didn't do that, do that much. I mean, with Grandpa Joe and the original, there's the scene where he's basically yelling at Willy Wonka. It's like, you know, how dare you do this? He's basically, it's almost like he's treating, you know, Charlie like he is his son, where he's basically saying, how dare you do this to a little boy, get his hopes up and then crush it. You're nothing more than an inhuman monster. That, that just makes me think, yes, he's like a dad. This is exactly what you would expect from a dad. This is awesome. I love this Grandpa Joe. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, I, I enjoy, obviously Grandpa Joe is supposed to, you know, give you a little bit of the nostalgia. Like he, he loved Charlie and he'll take care of Charlie. It's, I, love, I, just, I just want to say, Charlie! <laughs> Charlie, Char- bit Char- Charlie bit me! Charlie bit me! Come on, Charlie! <laughs> completely off the subject, but I, I will say this, that it's really weird that I think that um, the other grandpa from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory had a little more development to him because... I like how he basically is just watching the TV and he's just saying, and he's just saying all these things like, oh, the first person that's going to find the kid is going to be fat. And he's like, told you. And then he, he sees Veruca and it's like, oh, he's worse than the fat. She's worse than the fat one. You just, you see him just building up in anger. And he's just one of those things where it's like, I can relate to this guy. Because literally it's like, you know, this is good show, stuff should be happening to good people, not rotten, spoiled kids. And, the one scene that I love from him is where Mike TV is, you know, getting interviewed. and He's being told how he found the chocolate bar. And then he just says, I hate chocolate. And <laughs> Grandpa George is going, well, it's a good thing you're going to a chocolate factory. You are grateful little." Bu-. And they just cover Charlie's ears so he doesn't hear what he's saying. But it's one of those things where it's like, yes, I can relate to that. It's one of those things where it's like, he's had enough. These kids are spoiled. They're rotten. They don't deserve this. He's just being the one just saying, on behalf of everybody, this is how I'm feeling, and this is how I'm sure everybody's feeling. Somebody, somebody please, jo- join with me. I was like, dude, I'm joining with you on that. I totally agree. So it's really weird how they do try to develop some of the characters a little bit more in the Charlie version than the William Walker version, which isn't a bad thing. But at the same time, I still question why they had... Christopher Lee involved in that. The, the guy was Count Dooku, for God's sake. He he deserves so much more, so much better. I He was just there to basically just say, like, oh, well, you will not have candy, and you will have cavities if you eat candy. He's just being this kind of weirdly strict parent where it's like, what, 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 what? okay. Is this a stereotypical deal of what a dentist parent is all about? Because I don't understand this. And then they have that weird reunion between him and Willy Wonka. It's just like they do a little weird hug. It's like you haven't seen each other in years, and you're doing like this weird, like awkward hug, like you're meeting for the first it time. Because he was socially awkward the whole time. It's, it's uh, <laughs> that's like the whole essence of what Willy Wonka is in this one. It's like uh, 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 where do I put my hand? <laughs> Do I stick my butt out? Do I not? I don't know. <laughs> it's just, I feel like that's literally like what I think of Willy Wonka is when he hugs his dad. You're like, yep, that's about it. That's about 
Johnny Depp. <laughs> I do have to say, though, um, all in all, I, do, I think that Johnny Depp did a good job. I think everybody did a good job. I think they, they're different enough that you can respect both of them for what they are. And like, okay, if you like the old one, then continue to watch the old one. I think it was long enough time that you could have a new one and have it more based off the book because they probably had the ability to do some of the things that the book said that in the 70s they definitely did not have the ability to do. So it's like, okay, we're going to change this to be something that's a lot easier for us to create on set and and create movie-wise because there's no way we can do this. Can't do a crazy roller coaster ride down that river. They'll just do a nice little boat ride because we don't have the ability to send this boat. Like, oh my gosh, it's going through tubes and oh, everybody hang on, no. Like, they didn't have that ability. So, I, I don't know. I, I think they both were relatively good movies um, and obviously have a following. But as long as you just take it for what it is and I think did a good job of seeing himself as something different. Because that's kind of what, when I think of a Johnny Depp movie, a lot of times I feel like a Johnny Depp movie is a Johnny Depp movie because it's all about Johnny Depp um, and what character, what persona he's portraying. Like, literally, like, who is he bringing out? Is he bringing out his guys at drunks? Is he bringing out his awkward his characters are all weird all weird in some way but i think it's just like reflects in the actor and so you're kind of like all right i can i can dig it he definitely did something different than what i usually like from all the other johnny Depp's. you're like okay this is cool yeah and this also does bring to the point well i'll also say this i do agree with you 100 percent is that both of them do have their positives and they both have their negatives, but it all is just a matter of perspective. Do you guys like the book? Well, you'll probably like more of the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie more. Do you like more, you know, imagination? Do you like it to be, you know, pure nostalgia? Do you like it to be fun? That's kind of what, you know, the original was. And this also goes into a very interesting deal that when I did my research, I'm like, okay, this is something I should bring up. Uh, the author's reaction, uh, Dolls, on the original uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is very surprising, but at the same time, it is his work being basically created into a movie, so you kind of understand some of his re- uh, reasons for saying this, but one of the things that definitely does mention here was that uh, he disowned the film, uh, the script was partially uh, rewritten because he failed to meet the deadlines, so I guess he did have a hand in creating the movie, but I, unfortunately they had to find ways to fill in maybe some of the gaps because he did not meet the deadlines that they were looking for. Uh, he thought that it focused a little too much on Willy Wonka and it's not enough emphasis on Charlie, which is weird, because everybody's always said, well, the Willy Wonka version, it focuses more on Charlie, and the Charlie version, it focuses more on Willy Wonka. But... I guess from the writer's point of view, it focused more on Willy Wonka than on Charlie. Um, he was not happy about the this conversation with Slugworth because they needed a villain in this 
it wasn't one of those things where he was a villain, because in the end we find out he's actually working for Willy Wonka. It's one of those things where I like it because of the fact that it creates a conflict, and that's something you don't always see, because everything has to have, you know, a good guy or a bad guy. There's never that many movies where it's more of, like, an interior, you know, an inner struggle between good and bad. And this was, I think, one of those movies where it does emphasize on that quite a bit. Um, actually, in 1996, Dahl's second wife actually made some more comments about uh, his objections, uh, stating, and I quote, They always want to change a book's storyline. What makes Hollywood think children want the endings changed for a film when they accept it in a book? You have to understand that's Hollywood. That's just how it is. It's never going to be one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, we want this, where the writer wants this ending, where it's like, you know, I think this is good, but we can do this ending and it would probably be more or better. And it's not until you probably see it on the big screen where it's like, oh, I can understand why this is better. Or maybe they're that stubborn to be stuck in their ways where they're just like, you know what, I like the way I wrote it. I think it was better the way I wrote it. And they have the right to their opinion and there's a lot of people that like it better that they <laughs> um, they like the book better. But why did they change it? Because it's Hollywood. It's how it is. There's nothing really to it. And I'll also comment on this, and then I want to definitely get some more thoughts, or even some thoughts on you know what I'm actually spewing right here. Um, this actually comes from uh, Gene Wilder, what, God Rest the Man's Soul. Um he had some thoughts about the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory version, is that um, he says that he actually chose not to see the film, and that the thing that put me off, dot, 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 I like Johnny Depp. I like him. As an actor, I like him very much. But when I saw little pieces in the promotion of what he was doing, I said, I don't want to see the film because I don't want to be disappointed in him. So he had his man respect for Johnny Depp, which I... Look at, listen, read this, and I think to myself, wow, Gene Wilder is honestly a better human being than I gave him credit for. And then when he was asked about the Tim Burton remake in 2013, this was his quote. He basically says, "It. I think it's an insult. It's probably Warner Brothers' insult. He, uh, criticizing uh, Burton, uh, he basically said that I don't care for that director. He's a talented man, but I don't care for him doing stuff like he did. This, this is this is just a weird like this is like a weird chain of events where it's like you know we have a great movie in Willy Wonka. Well, there's somebody chained under there. Then there's somebody chained from the original Willy Wonka who goes after the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. How much you want to bet that somebody from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is going to go into this? Uh, new remake of Willy Wonka with some kind of comment, but we'll definitely talk about that a little later on. But what what are your thoughts on a lot of these things that you know either the author has said or that what Gene Wilder has said? Well, um, I think the person who I would take the most flack from would be the author because this is his creation, this is his story. Um, Roald Dahl, obviously, is a super famous author, uh, American author. I believe American? I don't know. I don't know. Is he's it a, British? Or is he's it American? A, he's, I asked he, you that he, it was in Britain before. He, it's, he says he's British, but we'll say American for sake of argument, just for this time being. I don't know. I want to know. <laughs> um, 
Um, I, I don't want to be wrong. Um, I'm wrong all the time. <laughs> I know, me too. Um, but yeah, so he's super famous. Uh, he's definitely, I know, we definitely had to study him in class. That's how famous he was. Like, yes, people have to read Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um, but I, I, I think that I would definitely, I would take his, his criticisms to heart if I was doing a movie. Other than that, that's kind of all it is. I don't think I would ask Gene Wilder his opinions of, a, of someone else playing a character that he's almost, like, known for. I feel like everybody who's seen Gene Wilder movies, I think Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is the one that everybody goes to. And I mean everybody, not people who watch all of his movies. Obviously, they'll have a favorite. But I mean someone who doesn't watch a bunch of Gene Wilder movies. I'm like, oh, Gene Wilder, you mean Willy Wonka. Like, you just know him. Like, oh, that's what he did. No, that's that's Willy Wonka. Um, so to ask somebody who is literally, like, career-based, known for this character, like, hey, they're doing it again, and it's not you. Wow. Like that's, I feel like that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask that person that question. I, I would be like, did you like the movie? And if he said what he did, like, okay, I saw what he was doing, and I didn't want to judge it, so I didn't go to see it. Then I'd be like, all right, so you wouldn't like the movie. Next, we won't ask you again. <laughs> um, I, I just think it. I would only take the author's notes, you know, to heart and. Uh, that's all you can do, and I feel like if you don't take an author's note to heart, if you're basing anything off of a book, then you shouldn't have based it off the book if you're just going to take it and manhandle it and do whatever you want. And I think that's what some people do. And I, I, I think maybe there's a the author has a little bit of say in the script, but all in all, I would think that the author signs off that allows their creativity to be used in something and then you're like they pray that they use it good <laughs> that's how I, I that's what I kind of think happens I don't know this for a fact but you do see things that are left out in some of these books that that are really key plot points uh, like I, I can just I don't know, a bunch of amazing movies that you see, Oscar movies, are based off of a book. And when they leave something out that you, as a reader, read and was like, this really is what made me love this book, you don't really like the movie. And then, like, I would say if I asked the author about it, and they were like, yeah, they totally left out this huge storyline in my in my imagination world, I'd be very upset. Yeah. I could definitely understand that. And, yeah, it, it does boil down to that. I think the main criticism does have to be with the author. But in the end, people... It's it's one of those things where they're basically going to say, like, you know, oh, the author is just one person. Yeah, they created it, but we made it into something bigger. So, unfortunately, as much as we would love to, you know, get the approval of the author, it's just one of those things where it's like, it's one person where a lot of people love it, so, you know, 
They just kind of brush it off, and I really hate that that happens because, like, like you said, Dahl definitely deserves a lot of credit where credit is due. He did introduce us into the world of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and he definitely does deserve due credit for it. So this is where it gets to be interesting, ladies and gentlemen, because now we get to talk about the subject that I'm sure some of you have been looking forward to hearing, and that is indeed the new remake, reboot, not exactly sure. Some people have said it's like a prequel to what could be the next chapter in Willy Wonka or Charlie. Not sure which one it is, but the rumors that are going around right now is that they selected the actor who would play Willy Wonka, and that person being... Danny Glover. Now, this is actually what went down is that they actually had three actors selected for this. Uh, they had Danny Glover, who was the eventual person, Ryan Gosling, and Ezra Miller. A lot of people might know that we've talked about Ryan Gosling and Ezra Miller in uh, past podcasts before. Ryan Gosling, definitely one of those guys who could definitely portray a serious role. And the thing is that with him, I couldn't really see him playing Willy Wonka because the fact that I can see him being funny, but in more of a serious tone. I don't see him being kind of like the Gene Wilder, you know, kind of, you know, kind of charismatic, but also kind of the weird kind of funny that he kind of brought into it. It's just not one of those things where it's like, I could see him doing that. It just feels like that would be out of his zone, or not something that would fit his character as an actor. Whereas Ezra Miller, we already mentioned, he did an awesome job as Flash. Thumbs up, DC, for that move. Um, I don't know. With him, I don't think that he would have been the best one either. Because I feel like with him, it would just be like Johnny Depp 2.0. I don't know why. Maybe it's because of its youth. Maybe it's because of how he acted comedically during Justice League. I don't know. It's it's one of those things. I'm not bashing the, the, you know, the actors. I'm just saying that, you know... From like a director standpoint, I would not see either one of them really fitting the role. With Danny Glover, I could definitely see him having that kind of charismatic style. The, uh, the comedy hit the punchlines well. I just see him fitting that bill better. But, I don't know. W- would you have changed anything? Or do you think Danny Glover was probably a really good pick for this? Um, let me make sure I know who I'm talking about. He, he plays Lando in the... Uh, the new Hans, the solo movie. But I think he was also in Spider-Man Homecoming, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. For a second, I thought you were saying Danny Glover. And I was like... No, 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 no. <laughs> Thank God. So, are we talking about the black guy? Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, okay. So he's a comedian, a stand-up comedian, hilarious. They want him to be Willy Wonka, that's the uh, rumor that's going around, yes. That'd be very interesting. But um, they're saying it's either him or Ezra Miller? Well, it, was, it was a decision between him, Ezra Miller, and Ryan Gosling to play the role of Willy Wonka. Interesting. I would think that I would really like... Uh, I would really like Glover, maybe... Out of all of them. Because like you said, I, I agree. I think Ezra Miller would be Johnny Depp 2.0. Like, it would definitely... He, he's kind of weird. <laughs> kind of a weird guy. Um, and then... Ryan Gosling. I don't I don't know if I could... As Willy Wonka. 
what, are they going to make his hair, like, super curly and weird or something? Because <laughs> I don't think Willy Wonka's, like, don't put, like, someone who's super-duper oh. attractive in that role. I feel like that'd be weird. Um, I, I made a mistake. I, I don't know why you keep confusing these guys, but it's uh, Donald Glover, not Danny Glover. Okay, that's why. I'm like, okay. That would make sense. That is, yeah, Donald Glover. That's hilarious, though, that I was like, I'm like, he's really old. I don't know if he could do this role. It, it, um, I got the first three letters right, okay? So give me something. Give me something. Um, but no, I, I think that Donald Glover's hilarious. Uh, he has, he would have the perfect personality to do a, a, another Willy Wonka. Like, he's just ridiculous. Um, and could laugh at himself and do all, like the smile, like that really big, long smile. I feel like that's really Willy Wonka that Johnny Depp had it, Gene Wilder had it. Um, it'd be interesting, but they're, they're trying to do another one. I don't understand. Why are they, why are they doing another one? Well, see, that's the weird thing, is that I don't know if they're trying to do a, you know, like a continuation, or if it is a reboot, or if it's even just a prequel from what people have rumored that it's going to be. But, you know, you have to remember that Hollywood runs out of ideas really fast, so they just decide, you know what, it's past this time, they are probably forgotten about it, let's recycle this storyline, let's make another one, let's just do it like this. Honestly, case in point, could be Transformers for all we care. Because they were very popular, and then they brought them back, and then they were popular, and then they decided to fade off, and then they brought them back again, and then again, and then again. Sad, and I think, honestly, they could say the same thing about Batman, and Superman, and gosh, I dare even say Spider-Man. I really hate saying that, because he's my boy. But I think he's one of those guys that fits in that realm of, you know, we got, we're bringing him for these movies, then he's gone. Bringing him back for a reboot, gone. Reboot. Possibly gone. I just, uh, I, I wish I understood Hollywood logic, but thankfully I don't, because I think that I would get more of a headache than I have right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, I don't like too many reboots. I'm the exact same as you. That's why I was like, I don't understand why they would make another one. Like, I, I think we're good. I don't think, and and this could be, this could be. I'm just not that huge of a fan of the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory stuff. I, I think it was good, different story, thumbs up. But if you give me another one, I'm going to start getting upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, we got the old nostalgia version that you can't really touch, you can't really make fun of, you can't really do anything. It's good. Then you get the new one, the Tim Burton. That's a great way to go. Let Tim Burton do something with it, because it'll be weird and it'll be different. But if they do it again, it's like, no, we've had enough. I do not want another Willy Wonka every 10 years. I don't need it. The other movies can hold themselves. And it, it just shows that they're just going to try to prey on the fans. That's what I feel. That would be preying on the fans, and that's just wrong. I don't like it. Yeah, well, I think we could definitely go into this in another podcast where we talk about, you know, are reboots needed or are they not needed? And honestly, I think it'd be a good discussion. So I think with that, we will close this discussion of Willy Wonka, Charlie, and the Chocolate Factory. And 
honestly, this was a very, very good podcast. I love everything that went into this. I love the nostalgia feel. Love having these good memories. It just, man, it just reminds us that childhood used to be good and childhood used to be amazing and we had such incredible movies. Like we said, even in the 70s, this was a really good movie and they're trying to outdo it. Just why? Just why? But with that being said, guys, be sure to check out my lovely co-host, Victory Bell, on her Facebook fan page. Check out a lot of the stuff that she has going on, whether it's, you know, modeling, whether it's just showing up for cosplay, or whether she's just going to be a goofy, goofy dork with her her co-host, Mr. Rob Fury. Go check out also Bells of Fury as well. Um... I know that was a great transition, I know. Just <laughs> so so much professionalism there. Nothing but class here on the Game Changer. Of course you can check me out on Twitter at the Real FN Game and also guys give us a like on our Facebook fan page. So with that being said, I think it's time that we say adios, goodbye. It was a scrum delicious episode. Go find your gobstoppers if you can find some kind of Wonka brand. Cherish it because somehow that was my childhood and I loved every single bit of it. So, with that being said, this is it for the game changer. This has been Victory Bell. I've been Nate the Effing Great. We will talk to you guys in the next episode. And just remember, we had Willy Wonka, we had Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and let's face it, they were not abominations like Tom and Jerry's Willy Wonka. Thank you guys. Have a good one. Bye bye. Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.